Welcome to Tangled Web, a conversation about where we are now and where we're going with the web. This is episode 3, 10 things I did to bring my 2010 website back to life. This one might be more interesting to web developers and designers than to anyone else, so if you're interested in the bigger picture, you might want to skip this one and listen in next week when I'll be zooming back out again, all the way out to Web3. Still here? Okay, here goes. I neglected my visualizations website, Things Made Thinkable, for too long. Here's what I did to bring it back to life. 1. Fixed the aspect ratio. 2. Made it reactive. 3. Embraced SVG. 4. Started a mailing list. 5. Stopped reusing code. 6. Switched to newer fonts. 7. Reduced bloat. 8. Added social meta tags. 9. Started tweeting about it. 10. Quit my jobs. Plus, what I didn't do. And the result. Thing number one. I fixed the aspect ratio. Back in 2010, people used computers with large landscape screens. So I made all my visualizations 960 pixels wide and about 480 pixels high. Seemed like a good idea at the time. I didn't think about computers with small portrait screens, soon to become known as phones. From now on, all my visualizations will aim at an aspect ratio of 1 to 1 and will be properly scaled to fit any size of screen. Mobile last, but uh, better late than never. Thing number two, I made it reactive. Back in 2010, I decided to split the text below my visualization into two columns for easy reading. Easy on those large landscape screens, that is. I've now put in place a reactive design, two columns on a wide screen, one column on a narrow screen. Thing number three, I embraced SVG. Back in 2010, browser support for SVG was patchy and there were no good libraries for SVG animation. So I animated PNG images using prototype and scriptaculous. Anyone? Anyone? And later I used jQuery. It was clunky and it didn't allow scaling to different screen sizes. That's why I fixed the width of the visualizations at 960 pixels. Now SVG works in all but the oldest browsers and Snap SVG is a powerful SVG animation library. So no more bitmap images, it's SVG all the way for me. Thing number four, I started a mailing list. Back in 2010, RSS feeds were all the rage. Email was dead. No one built mailing lists anymore. Would anyone give you their email address when they could just subscribe to an RSS feed? Well, it turned out that RSS feeds were not long for this world. Email, it turns out, is immortal. I've now started building a mailing list. With all those tens of thousands of page views, just think how big it would be now if I'd started in, in 2010. Thing number five, I stopped reusing code. My code had, over the years since 2010, broken into countless itty-bitty files. Each file contained shared code for headers, footers, notes, sources, and so on. Shared code is brittle code. I can no longer change a single line of code in any one of those itty-bitty files without risking breaking some 10-year-old web page or other. 
So now, as far as possible, I put all the code for a single page into a single PHP file, a single CSS file, and a single JavaScript file. Thing number six, I switched to newer fonts. Nothing dates a website like a web-safe font. I switched to my go-to fonts, Belfair and Lato. I also self-hosted them to avoid subjecting my visitors to Google's insatiable data gorging. Belfair and Lato aren't especially new fonts, but they're easy on the eye. Thing number seven, I reduced bloat. Sometimes it's expedient to use other people's code on your website. The trouble is it always comes at a price. JS Socials added several extra files which slowed down page loading, which no doubt hurt my website's ranking on Google. FontAwesome involved loading a font from fontawesome.com, which was slow. I only used a handful of characters in the font. Google Analytics fed more data to the beast that is known as Google. It also created cookies, which, according to Luddite laws, requires permission from users. I stripped it all out and wrote my own code to handle social sharing and analytics. It's now much, much simpler and much, much faster. Thing number eight, I added social meta tags. I don't know if you noticed, but social media has kind of grown since 2010. Back then, the only meta tags a self-respecting web page needed were the keywords and description tags. It seems astonishing now that search engines ever trusted web developers to list keywords for which their web pages should rank. These days, you need a whole host of meta tags so that when somebody tweets a link to your web page, it appears with a beautiful image, title, and description. Thing number nine, I started tweeting about it. Knowing I was 14 years late to the game, I searched Twitter for an available handle that bore even the remotest resemblance to my name. At Mark J. Jeffrey was already taken, of course, by someone who, despite having joined Twitter in 2010, hadn't added a profile picture and had only ever tweeted once. About a visualisations website, as it happened, called Things Made Thinkable. Hang on, that's me. Turns out I've had a Twitter account since 2010. I'd forgotten that I'd ever signed up. Time to start tweeting. Again, better late than ever. Thing number 10. I quit my jobs. Why did I neglect my website for so long? For the last seven years, I've had a full-time job and a part-time job. That didn't leave much room for creating visualisations. Worse, the employment contract for one of my jobs seemed to claim ownership of everything I did, even in my spare time. Knowing that my employer might try to claim ownership of any visualisation I created kind of took the joy out of it. The solution? I quit both my jobs. Incidentally, if quitting your job is something you're contemplating, you might want to check out one of my other podcasts called The Quit Work Podcast. Finally, here's what I didn't do. The Things Made Thinkable logo looks pretty retro these days. It's not a logo so much as the name of the website in italics, in the bulky font Georgia, in the basic colour hash 500080. Clearly, no designer was involved in the creation of this logo. I like it. It's the one thing I didn't change. 
the website wears its 2010 heritage with pride. If you want to see the results of my changes, you can go to thingsmadethinkable.com and compare and contrast my first visualization called Trillion Dollar Economies, circa 2010, 960 pixels wide, with my latest visualization called Rivers of the Atlantic, circa 2022, scalable. Thanks for listening to Tangled Web. Join me for fresh insights into the future of the web every other week. Subscribe to the free newsletter, podcast or YouTube channel at tangledweb.media. Remember, the web has only just begun.